Welcome to Heart Home Community's most recent Baldwinsville Community Update. I'm your host, Shelly Hoffman. Hey everybody, I'm here with Brian May today. Brian, it's been almost two months, I think, since we talked. So I'm sure there's a lot of things that have happened in our county since we last spoke. How have you been? Excellent, excellent. It's good to see you again. Sorry it's been two months. (laughs) (laughs) You might be a little busy. It's it's quite okay. I think people understand. uh, Busy times. Um, so since we spoke last, um, what would you say is, um, I mean, I know we go over a, a brief list, but what would you think that people are watching the beginning of this? What's the most important thing that's been going on that we should talk about? Well, I think the most important thing is your intro. That is really, <laughs> really cool. I, I like that. I like that. It, it uh, you know, boosts our town and our village very, very well. It's our, our towns. Let me, be, let me pluralize that. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. This just Thank keeps you. getting better, Shelly. I'm excited. <laughs> to be here um uh you know we'll talk about it but certainly um you know uh money going back into the economy is changing government is changing the way people live um it's affecting you know how we govern and the issues that we're dealing with at the legislature um for the good for the good finally you know and uh so i'd say that's the underlying or overarching theme of all of it. You know, money um, makes the world go round. And over the last 14, 15 months, um, things have been really, really tough. And, uh, you know, again, when I get to the financial health of the county, I'll talk about the impact and how um, things are better and what our intended approach is to be very responsibly get the economy going again, get some work done that wasn't done last year, uh, try to get more work done this year than than uh, ever before, just to catch up and take advantage of some of the financial opportunities we have through federal government. And even the state has um, been very, very helpful in our financial predicament this year as well. Well, I, um, oh, I we have a little bit of that back feed again, but that's okay. You know, we, when we talked two months ago, the big topic was the police reform. Um, That's right. Is that pretty much uh, wrapped up or how's that going? So, so, okay. So that was a mandated process. Every municipality with a police force needed to undertake. Onondaga County being, you know, required to do so as well with our sheriff's department. And then, of course, all the agencies within the county could model after our plan, come up with their own or whatever. Most, I think, used our plan as a basis or bought in fully to the plan that we created. And that's what they submitted to the state. Um, you know, I, I think that I, I may have mentioned to you before, I, I think, you know, there were a lot of headlines surrounding body worn cameras and um, that being kind of an overarching uh well, not over. It was a kind of a, a lowest common denominator among many. You know, the, the police reform plan addressed, uh, you know, mental health issues, community policing, um, diversity training, all that stuff. But one of the things that uh, and, and there was no disagreement, it universally passed. It was a very good process. And I don't think anyone I didn't think anyone was dissatisfied with the result. And again, the consistent theme, if you pay attention to the national news, local news, whatever, um, body-worn cameras are a foregone conclusion on police officers. Kind of a no-brainer. So, um, you know, my caucus, uh, well, I mean, I'm going to back up. 
you know, after the plan was published, there was an article by the Syracuse newspapers that called off Sheriff Conway, called out Sheriff Conway for not having body worn cameras already. Two things on that. Um, one, we just passed the plan. Two, you know, look at the record, look at the, the, the Sheriff's Department record, you know, they do a really good job. They do not have, thank goodness, the problems that we've seen elsewhere in the country. And, and honestly, the same could be said for the Syracuse Police Department. You know, they do a really, really good job. And if you talk right. to someone from the police, they'll throw at you statistics that, that would blow you away. You know, um, I mean, 99.9% repeating police calls in the millions and millions uh, in the course of a year go forth without incident. But then there are incidents and those in incidents are um, um, intolerable, right? When they happen. But uh, body war cameras protect citizens. They protect the police officers. They, they aid and expedite the justice system. It's all good if we implement them. In trying to implement them in the past, we have been prohibited uh, by cost being one of the things, okay? need uh, as portrayed to the legislature, not quite um, getting it over the hump as to the real, real cost. And the cost of body-worn cameras, it's kind of like the Gillette razor thing way back when, give away the razor to sell the blades. Well, they give away the cameras to sell the storage, to sell the administration, to sell the system. And it's incredibly expensive to do. Um, but again, we passed the police reform plan, body-worn cameras, that's the deal, right? We're gonna we're, we got to do it. So we're gonna do it next budget or whatever. The newspapers kind of went after the sheriff on the fact that they didn't have them. The sheriff countered that and maybe um, ruffled a few feathers uh, within county government along the way at the very top. And and as a result, we had and witnessed all of us in the public a a kind of news conference or media war. Uh, debate, if you will, on how to get body-worn cameras done. So Gene said, we'll do them when, uh, Sheriff Conway said, we'll do them when um, we do everything else we, we need to do in the Sheriff's Department. And the county executive came out and said, well, we know we need to do the cameras. Let's do them now. We're going to appropriate some reserves and fund balance and just get it done. Start the process because the process takes time. You got to spec out the need. You have to implement. You have to train. You have to figure out how you're going to store and then use that evidence within our judicial system in the process. Massive undertaking. Let's start it now. What's the difference? Okay. So if that's an issue, let's not make it an issue. No more obstacles. Legislature, legislative leadership um, basically agreed. Why not just go forward? So we did. And um, to my surprise, when this very good issue went to the floor, it was met with a lot of consternation and yet more headlines, <laughs> crazy headlines. Um, uh, um, just exploiting the fact that there was a lot of debate on the how. Some of the debate got very personal. I'm not going to get into that in this venue. Some of the debate got into um, issues that far transcended whether or not police officers should wear body-worn cameras. The fact of the matter is these days, governance in general um, gets distracted by issues that don't necessarily have to do with the issue that you're dealing with. So at the end of the day, Shelley, it passed um, and we're moving forward with body worn cameras on the sheriff's 
police unit or division. The sheriff also has um, a custody division, a civil division that goes out and serves warrant, warrants and things like that. It's kind of a dangerous job at times, depending on the nature of the warrant and the issue uh, being dealt with. Um, and there's also, you know, um, some other areas. So the sheriff wants, still wants broader control. But again, from a legislative perspective, my caucus and I basically said, well, look, we, we know we have to do the police. We can find the money to do the police. Let's get those on the road, in our cars, everywhere they need to be so that we can at least check that box with the plan that we committed to. And that's what we did. And that's what we're doing. And you know, news, news headlines notwithstanding, that's about as simple as it gets. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it's going to be really good for the community to, you know, have that level of protection for our, our citizens, our officers who I'm telling you, 99.9% .9 repeating, do a fantastic job with their duties and responsibilities. But I'll be the first to say, you know, we have, there are problems along the way and those cameras will help everybody involved, every stakeholder in the issue. So um, I'm glad we're where we're at with it. It was a tough, surprisingly tough legislative issue, um, but we got it done and we're on to bigger and better things. Well, you know, I think of when you say you go tough, what it actually does is it makes you go deeper into the issue. Does that make sense? And more, yeah. more sides, more discussion, more, um, involvement probably from the community and everybody involved. So even though it makes it tougher, it's probably not the worst thing when something gets tougher and then gets resolved. It's kind of how I look at it from the outside looking, looking in. Yeah. It makes yeah you I mean, really... as long as we, I'm sorry, as long as we keep the personal stuff out of it oh, and, yeah. and we're civil and, um, always keep at the forefront our purpose for doing the job that we do outside of our you know regular business and daily lives so well yeah but that and that is that is tough especially you know we find that in politics a lot doesn't always happen is there a time lately. frame for when they think that um uh you can check that box any type of date uh, or well we're we're out to bid we have a, a budget figure pretty much approved um and you know the public bidding process in government takes a little bit of time. At the end of the day, you know it's important to point out that you know uh, you've got the Onondaga County Legislature, which is a co-equal branch to the executive's um, position in the administration. We do policy, fiscal, and you know organizational or management policy. County executive runs the business every day. The sheriff of Onondaga County is independently elected and runs that operation. That operation is his prerogative beyond the policy stuff that we do. We do not, and I make it a point as majority leader of the ledge, we do not get into how they do policing. We're not police officers, but how he runs his business and the speed at which he implements and the way he does um, is really on, uh, on uh, up to him. And, and for very good reason, he's the top cop. He's the one who knows what it's gonna take to um, roll these things out appropriately. And all the systems need to be in place, all the support needs to be in place. Um, it's a process, but I'm glad we started it despite the heartache and headaches because it's just a good thing to do at the end of the day, particularly in these times. 
Well, and speaking of these times, um, where are we at financially with all the um, COVID impact and whatnot? Yeah, thank you. That's a that's a. Um, so last month at the legislature, we um, um, received. There's been a lot of talk about money in the last 15, 16 months. Is you know over the course of 2020, we made a lot of just and we've talked about it before. Tough, tough decisions as far as pulling back funding on certain programs, services, and things like that. Not the things that impact people, but how we run county government day to day was really where the focus was. And then in other areas, you know, we we had to do without because the external funding to support those services just wasn't there. And what's worse is um, the message from New York State was very clear that we were going to lose $20 million in 2020 that we anticipated and budgeted for and also, we were going to lose 2020 in budgeted funding in um, 21. On top of that, we lost all kinds of sales tax revenue last year, uh, room occupancy tax, which drives the tourism, economic development activity in our community. Um, that dried up entirely because the hotels were pretty much shut down. So, you know, we went from all of this bad news and um, you know, making very difficult decisions with respect to 21 budget. Um, going forward, you know, the, the legislature did a really nice job keeping county government in, as did the county executive, keeping county government intact uh, from a service standpoint. The people who needed help got the help they needed, period. Okay. The people, those services were protected, period. You know, veterans, for example, took a lot of hits in the budgeting process. We, throughout the budgeting process, we're able to restore a lot of those things. I mentioned that just because it was a recent discussion in the past week. That's the type of stuff that we have to keep intact. Uh, we've got a whole new contingent of veterans out there that need tons of help. And here we are going to Memorial Day weekend. I guess that's appropriate too. Um, you know, uh, it was a fight to keep all of this stuff going, keep it all together, fund all of the communities, our counties, uh, COVID, uh, work-related work between testing, vaccination, PPE, getting food to people who needed them. Half the county workforce was repurposed for all of that. So um, imagine our pleasant surprise at the end of 2020 when the state said, before we close the 2020 books, which is later in the, um, is early in 2021, looks like we're going to be able to give you that 20 million for 2020 after all. Holy smokes, that's awesome, okay? Um, and then looking into 2021, the state said, looks like we're going to be able to give you um, the money that we thought we couldn't give you in 21. Now, budgets are already set. So all of a sudden, we're able to shore up 2020, part of it, and then we're able to restore some of 2021 that we weren't able to. So just to give you a couple of highlights, you know, we're um, our road plan for infrastructure, for example, is double what it normally is in 2021. That meant we needed to approve the work that's going to be done as soon as possible so we could get on the list for asphalt and materials and things like that. We also changed our hiring practices in our highway department, so our uh, in the highway department, so we could have more people in the queue, if you will, for um, positions needed to get all this work done. So 
that's a good thing for our community. It's a good thing for the towns and villages we serve. Um, it's a good thing for, you know, as we do the sewer work and things like that, because it's all part of it. Um, we're armed and ready to get a lot of work done and move a lot of projects forward, you know? So um, one of the tough things that we did last year, um, you know, I personally opposed it. It was the worst, most miserable fight of my life, that home energy tax that we that was put in place that the legislature approved. Um, we were able to rescind that as soon as we got word on this state money coming through. So as soon as we could get it to the floor of the legislature to rescind that tax, we did it. And um, as someone who opposed it and voted against it to begin with, it was a very, as bad as the day was that we passed it, um, that was a pretty good day to be able to do it. Because I think, as I told you, we were facing a very serious crisis and the people that voted for it felt it was the right thing to do. The people who voted against it felt there was a different way to accomplish the same thing. Um, but in the end, we all came together to get that thing off the books and make it go away. And that's the result is what matters. So um, I was really glad for that. So the picture is, is the financial picture is good, you know, and that kind of segues to the other pennies from heaven, which is stimulus money. You know, um, the federal stimulus money the county is receiving. Um, we've been kind of ahead of the curve in anticipation of it, uh, the money is very, very limited as to what you can do with it. You know, you really want to be putting people to work. You really want to be stimulating, need to be stimulating the economy to have access to those dollars. And so um, the legislature, um, its leadership, and of course the county executive worked together to come up with a very ambitious list of things that we think because we're not positive yet. Everybody's moving so fast here, it's unbelievable, are eligible for um, this, this stimulus, federal stimulus money. Um, so, you know, we're really focused on infrastructure, first and foremost. We're focused on our economic infrastructure, secondly. Uh, we're focused on services that um, can kind of shore up on a one-time basis. It's very important from a financial standpoint to spend found money on a one-shot basis, because if you don't, um, you risk the structural operating uh, integrity of the, I, I say business because I'm a business guy, but the, the business of county government. So you don't want that money to change the way we do business, because if you do, the sustainability uh, going forward could, could be jeopardized. So it's all one-shot type stuff that's going to permanently make us better, okay? I think the 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 the, the marquee um, item advanced by the county executive that I happen to support is a as a sports comp an outdoor sports complex in the uh, northern part of the county that uh, near where 81 and the throughway intersect land that no one will ever use for anything but it's a perfect use for this. Um, soccer, lacrosse, that kind of stuff, but big time national type tournaments could be hosted with this kind of facility. Big expense, Shelly, but um, I know growing up with four, raising four kids who were all athletes and some still are, um, you know, I spent my fair share of time and a whole lot of money taking my kids, like my 
soccer soccer playing daughter to Vegas yeah. to play yeah. soccer in a very special league college showcase kind of environment. And there's a whole contingent of people continuously out there doing these kinds of things for baseball, soccer, lacrosse, lacrosse name it. It's um, for girls and boys. It's a it's a mega market. It's a mega industry. That investment will pay dividends, particularly when you look at the strong possibility of 81 no longer running through Syracuse, New York. Um, that's going to have a devastating effect on commutation, commerce, and um, <clears throat> hospitality, things like that. It's going to, the impacts are going to be very strong in that area when and if 81 changes to a grid kind of format. If it only goes in that direction, not a foregone conclusion, but certainly the handwriting's been on the wall and <clears throat> a lot of us are very concerned about the impact because businesses, neighborhoods, yes, lives are built around that thoroughfare. Um, public safety, my goodness, I, I worry so much about, you know, the ability of uh, for an ambulance to get from, I don't know, Central Square to upstate medical center quickly. Okay. Things like that, um, that we just law enforcement, you know, name it. it. It's, there's just a lot of big question marks and I don't know if any of those, those things apparently don't have a hold enough weight to change the trajectory of that situation. But, um, this project can at least maybe address on some level the economic impact of 81, at least in that area, because it will be literally chopped right off from immediate quick access to Syracuse, New York. I know there's some great reasons why um, moving 81 uh, is important to some folks. Nobody's even arguing that. Um, the argument really centers on, and I know this isn't about 81, um, the argument sort of centers on bringing the community together and the ways in which it can be done. Right. So. Um, this project is a $25 million proposed project with the stimulus money, um, 12 athletic fields in two very uh, close locations, one kind of north or south Geddes area, the other um, kind of paralleling Buckley Road, but way in back of the businesses and homes that are there. It's kind of no man's land that runs, strip of no man's land that runs toward uh, the direction of destiny from uh, 7 North Street. Um, anyways, it's, it's a very exciting, um, project and it could just do wonders for this economy from a restaurant standpoint, small business standpoint, uh, athletics recreation, which I'm a big fan of. Um, this is a project that's going to have an economic return on investment to beat the band. And we'll be able to start doing things as early as, uh, outdoors as early as March with a facility like this. So, uh, like the stadium. Met Stadium, if you haven't been there yet, county put $25 million into that. It is an unbelievably nice place now. Um, this is going to be a nice facility and um, the kind of scenario where, you know, we have made a business decision, if you will, not to be in the business of baseball. We're in the business of owning that facility on behalf of taxpayers. And we bring in an operator that knows what the heck they're doing. That's the plan at this point. Nothing's in stone, but that's. You know, you don't want to get out of your wheelhouse or out of your lane. You want to do what you're good at. You're in business. You understand that. Do what you're good at and bring experts in to do the other stuff. 
don't get greedy with profits and things like that. The profits come to our taxpayers when people are spending money in restaurants, stores and things and creating sales tax and lowering our property tax bills. Yeah. So the, and then there's lots of pro projects related to services, assistance to um, local municipalities and so on and so forth. It's $89 million, $86 million. It's a lot of money. Um, I, I, um, I think I may have mentioned this before, maybe I didn't, but I mean, the city's getting $126 million and Onondaga County shouldered 89 or shouldered all the costs of COVID. And, um, you know, we're going to struggle, not struggle. We've got time. We actually had to assign people to the task of managing this money for us. Um, people within our own workforce. Um, it's going to be very exciting. It's, it's, you know, there's some good stuff that's going to happen for this community. All one shot, uh, improve our infrastructure, economic, physical, and otherwise. Um, I'm excited. I think it's a, it's a great story to tell on the other side. Personally, being a little more of a conservative guy, I wish the government wasn't printing so much darn money, but, um, no, that's, that's what I was thinking. Well, I'll be that's, honest. That's my very firm opinion. Um, but I don't get political here. I just uh, I just wish from an economic standpoint, yeah. we weren't creating so much national debt. It, it worries me a little. But anyways, it's out there. We're going to do the right things with it. We're way ahead of other counties in terms of planning and ideas at this point. Um, and we have some good stuff in the hopper. So I'm excited about that. Oh, nice. Um, and, it, and I'm an um, sports minded person. So I know even if you're not a sports minded person, anything that brings people in to use our local restaurants to to um, I traveled a little bit, not as much as some of my friends, but mm -hmm. certainly, you know, we you stay in a hotel, you eat the restaurants that are around that hotel, different areas. So for sure. Um, and then hopefully, you know, bring some life back to destiny. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Destiny lately. There's some vacant places that weren't vacant before COVID. So I'm, I'm not much of a shopper. Um, it's, a, it's a commitment to go out and get a quart of milk these days, um, which I love. I love, you know, but but I just I don't shop much, but I read the stories and I was there not too long ago. And it's it's of concern. And, yeah. you know, we, we could be we could be cutting Destiny off with 81. That could be insult to injury. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I I worry about a lot of things for uh, for for us, you know. And you try to do what you can, but yeah, you're you're right, Shelley. It's it's most definitely of concern. Yeah. Well, I have teenage daughters, so anything that happens at the mall, I'm usually I'm usually aware of either because they tell me directly or because I'm you know I'm not a shopper. I like the MLS. For those, anybody that knows me knows I'm an MLS shopper, not a Destiny shopper, but <laughs> but I have teenage girls. So um, so that was a little bit depressing. Can we go to something more positive you were talking about as far as uh, there's a new local law or something that has to oh, do with yeah. yeah, so my phone and my email have been burning up the past month and a half or so. Um, you're the first person I'm telling this because it's not even public knowledge. Um, uh, I am sponsoring... Um, Onondaga County's opt-in to New York's youth hunting program. Um, I'm thrilled to see this happen. Um, my youngest is past these ages, but raising four kids, we're an outdoor sports family. We love uh, fishing and hunting and just being outside, you know. 
Um, this law will allow 12 and 13 year olds to hunt in New York State under uh, incredibly stringent uh, requirements. Uh, kids won't be climbing trees with weapons. They won't be unsupervised. Uh, they will be highly trained. They will be supervised by highly trained people. Um, I really like the law that they've put in place to allow us to try this pilot. New York is one of one or two, don't hold me to that fact, but I think it's one or two states in the country that do not, excuse me, do not allow youth at that age to hunt deer, hunt deer specifically. And, um, you know, for us, it's not about hunting deer. It's about something we do together. You know, um, last year, my family and I, my kids and I um, spent more time fishing than ever in history. One, because they couldn't play baseball or soccer or whatever it is they do. Two, um, it was the only thing we could do that was socially responsible under the restrictions that we were in. Couldn't go to the gym, couldn't go, you know, restaurants, have fun together. So we were fishing and we did a lot of hunting together. Um, it's just a, it's a great family pastime. It's a great family heritage. It's American heritage. And um, I'm, I'm just glad New York is doing it, doing it and giving us the opportunity to, to opt in um, um, to this pilot program. And I, you know, we'll, that'll be, very highly accepted statewide. I don't anticipate very many opt-outs for um, for this program. When you say you're sponsoring, what does that mean? Okay, so anything that goes to the floor, anything that enters the legislative process must have a sponsor, a primary sponsor. That's the legislator that owns that piece of legislation. And um, Frankly, uh, I, I at least tell my teammates this, if you're sponsoring something, it's on you to get it passed. It's not on anyone else. You own this, you need to get it passed. So the sponsor basically shepherds a resolution, local law um, through the legislative process. That means, uh, you know, at the beginning, dealing with county legal department, talking with our staff, uh, um, talking with the chairman of the legislature who presides over the legislative process, the agendas that are set forth within subcommittees, and then ultimately ways and means, and then the, the, the legislature, general legislature itself. That person owns the legislation all the way through. I've already got a few co-sponsors to uh, help. It just so happens they're the other outdoorsmen that are on the legislature. Uh, but again, um, it's the type of uh, I rarely get an overwhelming number of phone calls on and emails on issues. This was a pretty steady from people right in Beville. I mean, just lots and lots of folks, people I don't know, people I do know. Hey, what are you doing with this thing? Get off your butt and get it done, Baldy. We got to get this thing, get this thing, get this thing done for our kids. I want to hunt with my kids this summer, this fall, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm going to do my best to see that that happens. Uh, this isn't about hunting deer for me only. It's about, you know, family traditions and heritage and and doing what every other state in the country has been doing for a long time. Some of them are doing it, Shelly, like, I mean, 
six-year-olds in some places can can wow. isolate. We could debate that another day, but <laughs> um, but but twelve and thirteen-year-olds are quite ready to be out there. My kids were out there with me without weapons at that point, just going with me. But that's that's about the time the time I stopped harvesting deer. I might add to the conversation as well. They're very loud. They talk about. <laughs> So it definitely is about the family and not the hunting at that point, right? It's all, it's about all of it. You know, you want to keep, you've seen that, that um, we've seen, you know, hunting decline in the state, outdoor sports decline in the state. COVID was a funny year. 2020, 2020 was a funny year. So licenses picked up because there weren't many other things to do. You could safely do that with the people you live with, you know, and people you deal with on a regular basis. So um, yeah, so I'm 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 excited about that. It's just I think it'll it's nice to expand our tradition and and, and keep it going. Um, nice. You know. I'm not I'm not a hunter, but um, but I know people that are, and it really is about the camaraderie of who they're doing it with. Usually, oh, so. yeah, yeah. I it's it's there's so much more to it. I could we could do a show on that. And I would probably cry and I would probably tell you all kinds of stories that I shouldn't be telling folks in public, but about myself and my friends and family. But um, it's just a wonderful, it's just a, you look at all the other things that distract people in life these days. Yeah. And, and you look at an opportunity to be outdoors and enjoy it and be together with people you, you know, want to be with. It's just fun. You know, it's enjoyable. And again, there's, I'll have my kids doing that over video games or watching TV any day of the week. And honestly, because I brought them up in that, that they, they prefer that stuff. They, it's a way of life. Yeah. And, um, and there, you're always going to have people, they do something different, but to be, it's, it's hard when you want to do something with your kids and you can't do it and you see it happening other places, whether it is hunting or, you know, other things that, that you do. But, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I um I believe there was one more thing you want to talk about before we wrapped up. If I uh, if I'm yeah, allowed just, to talk. <laughs> just a little, you know, we we also just finished, and I can't really talk specifically about it, but I can say that I'm really really happy that we're going to have a that that we're in all likelihood going to approve a really uh, innovative and nice community development project for the Van Buren side of of the village um, that will lend itself to public safety, uh, quality of life and things like that. It's, it's, you know, anytime we can bring money back to the area we serve, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And this is, I think the number was $50,000 to seed a really nice little project for the bill. We try to do something every year, you know, and this project, I, I, my hat's off to the mayor and, 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 coming up with a good idea with his team and um, glad it's something we're going to be able to do. Now it hasn't been fully approved yet, but it was approved by the uh, community development steering committee, which I sit on. It was approved by the legislature's ways and means committee, which I'm vice chair of, and it's going to go to the floor and it was universal all or unanimous all the way through. So it'll be unanimous on the floor if it kills me. So I think I sponsored <laughs> that too. So I have to make sure. When, when will you know that? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh. 
Yeah. So I talked to the mayor. Now we're every other Wednesday. We were every Wednesday for a long time. We're every other. So by the time I talk to him again, maybe he can give us the details of it. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll, I'll probably. You know, it's also nice. Um, and it's a nice little boost for all three entities. Well, four, but uh, certainly Baldwinsville, which is the context of this um, process that we're in right here. I'm going to call it a show. It's a show, right? Sure. Call whatever you want, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. This great show with a great intro. Um, you know, we we uh, we just approved in our Ways and Means Committee uh, mortgage tax apportionments that are record high. One of the things that Onondaga County does that other counties, most other counties don't do, is share mortgage tax with the local municipalities. So if uh, someone pays mortgage tax on a new home or a refi or whatever, um, the money doesn't go entirely to the county. Significant amounts of money go to towns and or villages based on the apportionment of tax base in those areas. So, um, you know, there was a while back people were complaining about sales tax and sharing of sales tax. That's a county sales tax. Mortgage apportionment is something that we have customarily always shared. It's subs the money is substantial, Shelly. I'm talking, you know, for for the town towns, it's can be over two hundred to three hundred thousand when it's distributed twice a year. So, uh, um, because of the home market being what it is, thanks to people like you in the business, um, it was a record high. And um, the last part of the, the part that we're um, paying out on now, and uh, it's up 34 uh percent -huh. from so the towns and the village are going to get a nice additional chunk of money from Onondaga County because we do this unique thing of sharing mortgage apportionment. Um, and I can assure you that their budgeted expectation is a lot smaller than what they're really going to get as a result of you know the market being as hot as it's been. And that's where a lot of folks, um, extra money, stimulus money, whatever, has been used to finance, um, you know, refinance their homes or, or buy, you know, as you know. Yeah. Amongst very limited housing stock availability. Most of the action has been on the refi side, but um, it's generating revenue nonetheless. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's actually interesting that, you know, obviously I I know there is mortgage tax. I see it as part of the um, the closing and the transactions. It's in our contract. But I didn't know some of it came back to the town that um, that hosts the property. So that's and, the, and the village and the village. And the village so it's, it's really a nice. It's a substantial amount of cash that goes to the towns and village. I always learn something from you every time we talk. Usually it has to do with, you know, what's going on in the county. But really um anybody that's watching this obviously my passion is real estate and i pick up something so whether it's sports whether it's you know some type of business the information that you share uh, it's definitely appreciated on my end and i'm sure other people do as well so my pleasure i hope we can do it more often but sometimes that's uh, a challenge <laughs> but uh, i'm glad we do it when we do it it's fantastic yeah. and it's great for me to, to be able to talk with you and talk to anybody that's 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 listening. My name, my number is listed right on our website at the legislature. It's my 
personal information. So anybody can reach me anytime to talk about anything they want. And believe me, people do. And I encourage people not to hesitate if something's on their mind. So not just here and it's not just now, it's anytime they want to talk about something. And get some more information. Well, I appreciate it. So, well, thank you again for your time today, Brian. And maybe it'll be next month. Maybe it'll be two months. We'll see what's going on. But I feel like the interviews are more on the positive upswing than when we first started talking. Yeah. Because yeah, there's so much sure. unknown. You know? Yeah. When we started, it was really tough times, you know. Um, and again, things are, are, are good. And I think our challenge now, you know, survival was the, the, the MO last year and getting by and keeping things intact and serve the people we needed to serve. And this year it's okay. Well, how do we responsibly deal with the um, benefits that we're getting in a way that enables us to say, no, 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 we're taking care of the taxpayer. We're doing these one shots without having to borrow, buying extra trucks, things like that. And um, avoiding having that debt, if you will, become a downstream taxpayer burden. So, um, that's the challenge now. And that's, I'd rather have that challenge any day of the week, you know, cause it's, it's a lot easier than, you know, dealing with trouble. You know, I was on a, um, a networking call, you know, zooming mm -hmm. and they, the woman who was hosting it had said, what's something you learned about yourself through, you know, 2020 through COVID. And, um, and my answer and some other people's answers brought me back to one of the first interviews that we had done together, which is creative solutions, right? Um, a lot of people learned how to think outside the box, be a little bit more creative, uh, take other things into consideration, long-term effect and whatnot. So to your point of the money's now coming in, being responsible with it, you know, maybe learning how to budget the money that we didn't know if we would or would not have will help you guys make even a... Uh, more educated, more long-term plan would be my hope, my, the hope probably of the public. But it seems like you really are and the creativeness and the working together probably has to be beneficial. Um, if you guys got nothing else out of 2020, then, then doing that together. I, I agree. And I firmly believe what you said. I mean, we had to do the things that we did. There, were, there was no choice in the matter. Um, I think the fact that we creatively did those things, um, never losing sight, you know, uh, I mean, both you know, for me personally in county government and in my day-to-day -day business responsibilities, you can't lose that that uh, sight of the beacon, if you will, your path. Because if you do, um, um, then the decisions go south and, you know, you're, 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 you're living in the moment instead of really thinking big picture and, and just stay in the course to the best of your ability. Got to keep your eye on that beacon and I was on a networking call recently and I was surprised there was 70 plus people on the call. It was a big thing and uh, peers of mine in um, the uh, private sector. And, and I was amazed at how many seemed to have lost their path along the way, you know, because they were bailing what well, we all were bailing water, getting by, trying to get things right. And again, I'm talking about the private sector here and um, you just got to keep your eye on the price, you know, whatever you think that should be, you know, as far as what your mission is and, and, and stay there. 
Nope, I agree. Which I, I think we seem to be a little bit like-minded. Maybe that's why I enjoy talking to you so much. Although I know nothing about politics for the most part. So um, I always appreciate your willingness to explain to me what it means to sponsor, you know, something in those types. Because I got to believe if I don't know, there's somebody else out there that doesn't know as well. So. Stay out of the politics, trust me. It's, it's, uh, it's. I have no interest, none, Brian. <laughs> good for you. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a. Uh, a challenge at times. I love the public service, but the politics stuff reminds me every day that that uh, we all have a very limited shelf life in trying to give back. Beyond that, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to our next conversation. Likewise. Hopefully, um, a lot more good news is coming through the county that you can share with us, whether it's one month or two months. So awesome. Hi. Awesome. Thank Have you, you Shelly, so much. Great talking Bye. to you.